After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. A universal podcast for grown-ups from the After Dark and Connect world. There may be a few naughty words, so it may not be suitable for kids. Enjoy the show! Hello, welcome to this uh, special mini-episode of uh, that universal podcast. I had to really think then, Todd. What the title <laughs> of the podcast? And this happens to me so often, as you know, because you listen to most of the stuff I put out. Um, and I. I know what we're recording, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but even so, it's like, hang on, what, what's the show called again? And we're, sh- we're changing show titles, so it's going to get a mess. I know it's going to get a mess, <laughs> but it's my own doing. Um, as you can hear by the laugh there, I am joined by uh, a guest. I'm joined by Todd. Hello. Hello. Um, now, Todd, you know, you're one of the, the rare listeners uh, that we have that we, that sounds bad. Like, that was a bad sentence. That sounds like we don't have many <laughs> listeners. We actually do. But you're one of the rare listeners that I've actually met in real life. And oh, yeah. not just in real life, but actually in the theme park that we're going to be talking about today. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Universal. Yeah. And, um, well, we, we, we it wasn't completely unplanned, but it was still uh, a kind of shock when we did get to see each other because, you know, we kept kind of like missing each other and stuff. And then finally found you so it was it was really good um to meet you and your husband who i, I believe you just had an anniversary yes uh, yesterday five years congratulations thank you appreciate I, it i am hang on 2021 now aren't we? so uh i am 12 years this year yes 12 uh. years 12 years awesome. on saturday so uh <laughs> oh this saturday yeah congratulations yeah. to you too thank, thank you yeah i'd have, I'd have got less for murder um, in England, I probably would have actually got less of murder, but um, you know that's just how our law works. Um, but yes, yeah, so I met you and you and your husband, um, and it was it was great to meet you. And uh, you weren't the only people that you met uh, from the podcast that weekend. You met most of us, didn't you? Not not uh, everyone, but most of us. Yeah, I got to meet Craig and um, P Dubs, and uh, I think that was it. And that was an accident too. Craig saw my husband, thought he was me from Facebook, That's right. and so started watched... screaming my name in the middle of Hogsmeade. I've seen the video, yeah. and the best bit on the video is you see you say you see Craig and, and P Dubs like look. Craig's obviously clots. Well. Yeah. Oh, your husband, not you, but mm. um, he's got you. So he's like going to P Dubs. Oh, I'm sure that's Todd. Yeah. So you hear that, but it's only when he starts really shouting your name out that you really pay attention. It's it's so funny watching that video um, and catching that in there. I'm really <laughs> glad you left all that in. That was hysterical. 
Yeah, and I regret turning off the video when we actually met too. I should have just kept it going with all the shit that Craig says. It's probably best you did. To be yeah, that's true. That's, true. <laughs> that's very true. Although to to be fair, I I said some stuff the other night um, on um, Disney Parks and Beyond, which before it actually went out publicly, I had to edit out. Not because it was anywhere near as controversial as Craig uh, <laughs> normally says stuff, but. Uh, it could have potentially got someone in some trouble and uh, it was their story to tell so I thought I'd better cut that out so if you're a Patreon you got to hear the whole thing completely uncensored <laughs> but everyone else you don't even know it's gone I'm so yep. good at editing I'm so um, the power of editing that's it that's it um, but you know the the main re- well, it's, it is the main reason but it's not because you know we're, we're just using your knowledge here uh, Todd mm-hmm. but you know we do like uh, speaking to our listeners and it's you know sometimes trying to find uh, a way to get them on and also a lot of you guys for some bizarre reason are in America like our our listenership <laughs> is about 70% America that's wild which, yeah of course it is I mean you know you would assume British podcast you know full of Brits it's gonna be mainly Brits and you know you might get a few people from elsewhere but no it's almost entirely American. It's it's <laughs> it's so weird. And and then to add insult to injury there, like your country's so big, you're all in different bloody time zones. So, yeah. you know, sometimes we can recall pick with people and you know, they're five hours behind. Um today I think we're six hours behind, yes. seven hours behind. Six hours. Six yep. hours. And of course you go further um to the west, then you're looking at eight hours for us. Mm-hmm. So it's so weird. Um so we have been trying to um, get you down for a while now and uh, circumstances and work and time zones just hasn't made it possible but we're here now and that's the most important thing we've got together so you know Excellent. we're here um, and the, the reason I wanted to talk to you tonight is because you've been very lucky um, to be able to go to Universal this year's and experience mm-hmm. Halloween Horror Nights which um, no one in the UK really is going to have experience because the border's just about to open up, but it'll be after the event's finished. Right so, in November. <laughs> yeah, I think, mm-hmm. um, I think it officially it's the 8th of November. Um, okay. So you could, you know, we, we could leave the country and start seeing the stuff for Christmas at the parks, but uh, yeah, Halloween will be an, a distant memory uh, by that point. Um, so yeah, so I wanted to talk to you about um, Halloween Horror Nights, but also a bit, uh, about your history with um, Halloween Horror Nights as well. So sure. when did you first go and experience Halloween Horror Nights? Well, um, as you probably know, I worked at Disney World from 91 to 2005. So I was in foods for the first few years, 91 to 93, and then transferred to the character department in uh, 93 and stayed there till I left in, in 05. And um, so I was a local at the time. And I did not go to the first one or two years that I recall. Um, first year was 90, right? 90? I think it was 91. But Okay, so I'm, it was that. Yeah, but I think, if I remember correctly, I think the first year was only three nights. Right. Very short. And, uh, 
I went probably the third or fourth year that it was there. I don't remember much, though. I will admit 100% that my <laughs> life in my 20s was all about partying. Um, even my days off at work were planned around what days could we be hung over. Um, <laughs> we always went out Wednesday, Thursday, so we always had to have Thursday, Friday off. Um, and Halloween Horror Nights was actually the same thing. It was um, literally just bar to bar to bar. Oh, there's a haunted house. Bar to bar to bar to bar. Haunted house. There were so many more bars than what they have now, like little bitty bars. So um, there are a lot of Halloween Horror Nights that unfortunately I don't remember. So it would be somewhere around probably 93, 94 would have been my first one. Wow. I mean, that is that is back in the day. Yeah. Really. When it was still, I mean, at, at those kind of early years, it was still really finding its feet. I mean, uh, the mm-hmm. first event I think had like one house. Mm-hmm. And then each year kind of got a, a bit bigger to what we get now where, you know, sometimes eight, ten houses yeah. um, and, and many scare zones as well to boot. Um, so, I mean, the event has, has kind of just exploded um, as, as time has gone on. Well, and I actually don't remember like Robosaurus or whatever that giant car dinosaur thing was. And, I so I don't think I... <laughs> whenever I whenever I think of that, because we never had that in the UK, right? Yeah. But we did see on the Simpsons Truckosaurus. Yeah. Which I know was the spoof knockoff version, but that means yeah. that whenever anyone references that thing, I just think it's called Truckosaurus. I know it's wrong. <laughs> I know it's wrong. Oh, but yeah, exactly. And you think that's something you would remember. So I don't, even with drinking. So I don't think I went any of those early years where they had that. But I do remember when they had like shows in the animal actor stage. We had a lot of the people I worked with at Disney would go over and do uh, Halloween Horror Nights uh, as a performer. Um, wow. over at Universal. So like a lot of uh, my par- fellow parade performers um, were in like, I remember there was a show in the animal actor stage that had like the ribbon aerialists that hang down from the ribbons and fly around the room and stuff. And back then they didn't bring in specialty acts. They just trained people to do it. So uh, one of my friends, Aaron, yeah, he was over there. And so we went to go watch him take a shirt off and fly around by uh, ribbons in the air, cloth in the air. And so like, so I remember little pieces like that. <laughs> and we used to always pregame um, at the Orlando Ale House. So we'd always get a little drunk before we even got there. <laughs> so, so it was, it was a much different outlook I had on it back then. So I remember little things like I remember the Titanic house, um, where I remember it was some really cool water effects where it looked like you were underwater and stuff. I remember little tiny things like that, but I don't really start remembering Halloween Horror Nights until I grew up a little bit, maybe even the past like decade is, and I don't even go every year now, but um, I try to, but uh, that's when I really started not drinking as much just so that I could remember the houses. It's it's, it's awful, isn't it? Uh, and I think we're all guilty. I mean, um, Halloween Horror Nights for me, I do need a bit of what we would say Dutch courage um, mm-hmm. before going into houses because I I hate the houses. Yeah. When I first get there, and then once I've done a few houses, like the um, I get more relaxed. I get more kind of calm with everything. I think it's the um, it's the anticipation that gets to me mm-hmm. more than anything else. So uh, once yeah, once I've done a few houses, I'm fine. You know, I can enjoy the rest of the night. But yeah, even even going to like subsequent events. I still get like that. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's probably because there's a different culture. I mean, Halloween in the UK as a season has probably only really started to become a thing, I'd say probably in like the last decade or so. Maybe a bit longer. I heard that, and that fascinates me. Like, you know, mm. being being a 
close-minded American I am and not learning a lot about the world when I started finding those things out I'm like oh wow and and even last night on my way home from work listening to you on the podcast um uh, which one am I listening to right now I can't remember you, you mentioned Thanksgiving like it's nothing and I'm like the fact that you know about Thanksgiving even though you don't you guys don't celebrate it and I know you've got some story with you were telling the story about eating the the oh sweet and the, yeah yeah and marshmallows yeah <laughs> <laughs> but the way so you weird. mentioned Thanksgiving was like it was a normal thing. And I had to remind myself that it's not a normal thing for you guys. So it's funny when I found out Halloween wasn't worldwide because well, it's always been my favorite. Yeah. What I, the thing is, I think and maybe the reason why the culture's changed a little bit is because, you know, when I was growing up, we were watching a lot of American sitcoms uh, like a lot of you. I'll tell you one thing that's really bizarre that you probably won't know. So I've got family in Norway. And the first one I went out there was probably about 96. And everyone spoke with a slight American accent. Like everyone spoke really good English, but there was normally a, a slight twang, at least with like the younger generation. And it's because when they have when they watch TV in Norway, they show a lot of American imports and it's all in the original dialect with Norwegian subtitles. Oh. So they're yeah, probably, they're you know, they, they learn English from a young age at school anyway. I think they start at like about five. Um, but also like TVs and film, um, sh- TV shows and film, like they're all in English with subtitles. So it probably helps them learn the language, but also they kind of pick up on the, on the accents as well. So yeah, uh, yeah that's, uh, that's quite funny. But the reason I mentioned that is because like growing up, we had things like Roseanne, um, Roseanne actually probably the main one but we we got we got all like the the kind of like big American sitcoms and you know shows from like Nickelodeon stuff like Clarissa Explains It all that kind of stuff and nearly all of those shows had at least one Halloween episode Roseanne had a Halloween episode every year um where they'd kind of all go out um on, on making it kind of special so we grew up with knowing that Halloween's a big thing but we just didn't really experience it. And you might do a bit of trick-or-treating, but now you see more people decorate houses and, um, you know, shops have got much more in the way of Halloween decorations than they ever kind of probably have before. So it's definitely becoming more of a thing here, but it will never become uh, the the kind of scale, I don't think, as as you guys do. I mean, you guys <laughs> really go all out and it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's my favorite holiday. It really is. Over Christmas, it's my favorite. And and I don't even really do anything on Halloween anymore. Like, I don't actually go out. Like, once I've done Halloween Horror Nights, my Halloween's pretty much over, mm-hmm. which is really odd. So, like, I don't even, I mean, I see all the houses decorated, and I usually turn off my porch light on Halloween to avoid the <laughs> trick-or-treaters, mostly because of the dogs, just the dogs going nuts every time the doorbells yeah. run. But um, so it's it's kind of funny. It's my favorite holiday, but I don't actually participate in it on the day of. <laughs> but I do lots of things leading up to it. So that's that's the main yeah. thing, right? Yeah, you're, you're yeah. still getting in the spirit, and that's and that's yes. uh, the fun of it. So absolutely. Um. So you managed to go this year. Mm-hmm. Um. How many days were you actually at Universal? Three days. We um. It was really two and a half days. Two and a half days. A Monday through um. A Wednesday, and then we left Thursday morning. Okay. So I guess then you did Halloween Horror Nights for one night. Mm-hmm. That's yep. uh, that was a big. Oh, by the way, you forgot to ask me what I was drinking, and oh I haven't opened God. it yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're sitting there parched. 
Yeah, I've not I've not opened my drink yet either. Um, what are you drinking, Todd? I I because it is uh three fifty four in the afternoon here. I am drinking an energy drink called Bang. I just discovered not too long ago, and they're very very good. And this one is cotton candy, um, which is kind of gross, but the aftertaste is good, which is usually <laughs> the opposite of everything. Um, I I'm, guess you guys would call it fl- candy floss, right? That's right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, a star. Oh, um, pay attention. Yeah, I don't. Uh, we don't get Bang. Over here, we get a lot of the brands, like, you know, we get Monster and Rockstar and stuff like that. But I know Bang because a lot of wrestlers drink Bang. And I watch far too much behind-the-scenes wrestling content <laughs> to not know what Bang is. So, Well, yeah. Monsters weren't working for me, and I was drinking them every day because I don't drink coffee. So it's my morning drink. And um, yeah. it uh, it d- wasn't doing it for me. And so I tried this, ordered it online, and tried it. And I absolutely fell in love with it. Really feel a difference with my energy levels. So, it's so f- I've had to stop drinking Monster. Because I was finding it was actually having the opposite effect. It was actually making me tired. I'd have one, mm-hmm. and then about an hour or two later, I'd, I'd need to have like a 20-minute nap, which is not mm-hmm. good during the work day. So I had a lunch break. Um, and I was like, what, what, why is this having like the opposite effect? And um, I, I don't know this for sure, but there's a very, very high chance based on um, tests and things that I've had done that like my son, I'm autistic, and mm-hmm. your brain's wired a little bit differently. And apparently, um, the whatever's in Monster that has the effect to kind of like boost you up actually has a negative effect. So interesting. <laughs> I will drink Monster for fun, but I now can't drink it as a way of like boosting uh, me up to to be energized because it just it ain't gonna do nothing. So yeah. very, very very strange. Yeah. Well, at least you know it now. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm saving myself a bit of money. Um, okay, so I'm, I'm only drinking Cherry Pepsi Max. I mean, I feel would it be rude to drink anything other than that, really. It's it's my drink of choice, but... Uh, That's what I was kind of expecting. I almost got a Diet yeah. Pepsi just to, to, to join you, but... <laughs> well, you know, that, that's the other thing. Like, it was on a, in my first trip to America that I discovered Wild Cherry Pepsi. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got addicted to it. And we didn't have it in the UK. And then about two years later, suddenly they started selling. Because we, I think our Pepsi Max is slightly different to what you guys have. Um, really? Pepsi Max, we've had for about about 25 years. Like we've had it for a long time. But I know it wasn't always available elsewhere. And they introduced a cherry version. And then that just became the bane of my life. I, I drink far, <laughs> far too much of it. Um, you can hear it in your voice whenever you're out of it in the store. You're like, uh, they're out of it right now. Yeah. Yeah, you can hear the disappointment. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so you got to, to go there for one night, which, I mean, you, your, your time's limited then. Your time's precious. Very. You've got to, you know, make the most of it. So um, did you manage to do all the houses or at least all the houses you wanted to? We did. And here's the thing with, uh, with only going one night, going one night for me was very difficult to do because I am a theme park junkie like you guys. My husband enjoys theme parks, but on a very mild level. Um, so to compromise, what we did was one night of Halloween Horror Nights, because we did two nights the last time we went and it was a little much for him. Um, so what we did was, um, did via our RIP tour. So I planned ahead, bought them the day they went on sale, because I'm glad I did, because they went up in price not too long after that. Um, And so we just did an RIP. So that's good and bad, because we didn't get to try a lot of the food and stuff, but we got in every house and we got in the show. The only thing we did not get to see 
entertainment wise was the lagoon show oh okay so it got us through everything so the rip tour is definitely our ticket to be able to enjoy it to the fullest just for one night well i mean that's it i mean you've got to when you're when your time limited you've got to make the, the most of it i mean we're we're also time sensitive when we go, but we plan it so we normally get to go to Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, which is almost too much, just because you're going to be able to have done all the houses multiple times by that by that point. Sure. Um, and in fact, the first year, Craig insisted that we got, um, oh, what's the um, what's the fast pass? Express. Express uh, for the houses. And I was like, do you, do you really think we need to buy this as well? Like, you know, I, I can't remember how much it was, like another $100 or whatever on top of the holiday. I was like, do you think we really need it? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we didn't. You know, we, we were there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And by Sunday, we'd done every house at least twice. And the ones we really liked, I think, three or four times. So, mm-hmm. um, but with one night and one night only, you've got to think, how do you maximize your time? And your options are limited. You either do a tour or you buy an express pass, or you just hope that the night is going to be quiet, which, you know, there's no rhyme or reason to this stuff, is there? Exactly. And then this year is already proving, if you look at Twitter, proving to be sold out so many nights. And when we were checking into the hotel, actually, I went over to pick up, because I had an annual pass that actually expired yesterday. <laughs> um, and I'm not <laughs> renewing it because I think we're going to go one day next year. But um, uh I was going to pick up his park tickets that I'd ordered online and at the vacation planning desk, or whatever they call it, the um, people next to me were trying to buy express passes for Island Horror Nights and they were sold out for that night we wow. were going. So I was very thankful we did what we did when we did it because it was pretty crowded the night we were there. I mean, you wouldn't know COVID was going on. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I mean, obviously, countries and especially in, in your neck of the woods states all have different scenarios and all have different ways of of dealing or not dealing with it florida is mm-hmm. certainly appears to the rest of the world to be very kind of lax compared to a lot of states in america um Absolutely. not say it's that it's the the you know the loosest state around covid restrictions but definitely it's definitely got to be in like the top five yeah, absolutely um, <laughs> so i've seen i've seen photos from halloween horror nights that, that have actually kind of filled me with dread pun intended because they just look so busy and so crowded and like no social distancing, no masks um, or very little in the use of masks. And yeah, it, it looks it looks horrific. We wore them everywhere we could. Um, of course, in that heat and stuff, sometimes you just got to take it off and they don't have those U rest areas anymore. But uh, yeah, it was very interesting to see it that way, especially coming from a state where or city where we were down to five we're below five percent right now i think we're down to three percent or something um of the i don't know it's not vaccinated it's a number of cases per population or something it's really low here in san antonio so it was it was um really good um here and then you go down there so we actually went and got our boosters just a tad early just in case because we were headed to orlando and right. headed to these these cattle, what do you call them, the cattle runs where they, <laughs> um, you know, the metal stanchions for Halloween Horror Nights. So we got our boosters just tad early, which pissed off some of our friends, but because they're like, oh, you're a booster bandit. Have you heard that one yet? <laughs> no, not yet. Yeah, they're saying we're taking boosters from people who really need them. and But it was so easy to make an appointment. The old, the, originally with COVID, I don't know how it was with you guys, but you had to refresh for two or three hours on a page just to see an appointment pop up to try to click fast enough to get it. 
And now I open up the page where I get my vaccines done and there were hundreds and hundreds of availabilities. So I wasn't taking it from anybody and we were about to head to Florida. So I'm like, why not? Oh, no, absolutely. And I I mean, the thing is, that's right. I mean, we had a big problem um, in the UK with them in, in that people would be booking appointments and not turning up. So oh, what would happen is, you know, and once you once you open like a vial, and I think certainly the ones in the UK, I think you got four shots, maybe five shots out of each one. So mm-hmm. they've got a shelf life. So once they've opened it, they've got like about an hour or so before they're supposed to dispose of it. So oh, they would be they would be phoning people up saying, um, I know you're supposed to come in next week. Any chance you can make it here in like half an hour because we've had people not turn up um, and stuff like that. So, you know, vaccine was actually going to waste as well. So, um, yeah, at the end of the day, if, if, you know, it's not like you jumped the queue. You jumped the queue because you went on a website and booked an appointment. Do you know what I mean? That's not jumping the right. queue. That's just yeah. taking, you know, use of the service that's available. Um, it was my Florida friends that were the ones that called us the booster bandits. I'm like, really? Look where you guys live. Where we live, it's masks aren't even required everywhere because it's so low. If I lived um, in Florida, I think I'd be drinking a shot of it every day. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But it was funny. It was them that, that were calling me the booster bandits. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, stick your wheatgrass up your ass. I'll be taking yeah. a shot, <laughs> shot of uh, vaccine instead. Uh. Um, so uh, let, let's have a look at the houses. I'm just going through the list um, that I've, I found of, of all the houses. I know this is not going to be the order. Or, you know what? If you want to go through the, them in the order that you did rather than me call out random names, that's fine. What sure. Uh, the, I don't really remember the actual order we did once we got on the tour because the tour is bam, bam, bam. It's so fast. Right. But here, our story is kind of funny. We, because of the story of my husband enjoying theme parks, but just not as hardcore as we are. Um, we did a lot of like leave the parks early and go to the pool for a few hours and go to dinner. And so we did a lot of resort time, which is we stayed at Royal Pacific, which is to me, it's sorry, Craig, it's better than Hard Rock. I love it. Um, <laughs> but it's just so beautiful. But um so that day we just did a couple hours in the park. We went back to the hotel to get lunch and to change clothes. Cause I bought everybody the um, Jack shirts, the uh, 30 years, the one that looks like the circus print on the back. I don't know if you've seen them. No, um, I'm seeing they're, them. they're beautiful. I'll, I'll shoot a picture onto the, the Patreon group, but the um, uh, Jack, the side note, um, James and I used to work together at the magic kingdom doing the spectrum magic parade. Um, I didn't see him for a lot of years after he really went full-time at Universal. You saw how successful he is at Universal. Um, but James Keaton, who plays Jack, um, he's always the nicest guy. And we always got along and sat around and chit-chatted at work and saw him a few times out of work. But we're still friends on Facebook and stuff. So I had to get the Jack shirt. That was the thing. So I bought it for everybody. We went back and changed. And then we went down to Jake's American Bar, which is, I love that restaurant in Royal Pacific. And they kept saying, your food's going to be in two more minutes. And they said that like six times. Um, oh, man. we're trying to make stay and scream. We're eating. <laughs> Our food finally comes. We're chowing it down. It was delicious food. We're chowing it down. We hustle out of there. We literally, well, not literally very closely ran to the parks, through the, the sidewalk, you know, that uh, garden walk and got to universal. No joke. The person in front of us got in, they shut the gates right on us. Oh my God. So we didn't make it in for, um, say and scream. One good thing about it is we got to see the opening ceremonies and that was kind of cool, but we had to sit there for an hour at the turnstile, <laughs> watching them lock and unlock the gates and listen to them switch the turnstiles over for the evening. So the point to my very short, but long story was that, um, we didn't get to do say and scream. So what we did is we had a seven o'clock reservation for the RIP tour. So once we got in, we went straight to the back 
and did scary. We did, um, let me look puppet theater and, um, what was the other one that we did? Oh, tooth fairy. We jumped over and did tooth fairy before we had a check in. So we still got to get a couple houses in by going straight to the back and avoiding those front houses. And those, they were fun houses. It got me in the spirit. Um, do you want me to go through my list before I talk about each one or like my ranking? Um, I mean, it's or, up to you. Um, well, I'll, so I don't give too many details out of order. I'll go ahead and do my ranking, but the, um, cool. but then we jumped, we jumped into the the tour and then the tour of course took us to like two or three houses in a bar and then two or three houses in a bar, almost like the old days. <laughs> <laughs> I did get a little buzz going, but I wasn't anything like I was in my twenties. Um, so then we got actually workings included with, with that tool. So no, I'm, I'm not, okay. So it's pay flow separate. Okay. Right. When, so what's really cool about the tour to, to get that um, part uh, out there is um, when you check in, you get a cool lanyard. Um, I don't think it had the year on it, but it was still a cool lanyard for RIP. And then you go into a little mini buffet with um, appetizers, but they had these sliders that were so good. Little, just these, they had chicken ones and burger ones and the bur little burgers were so phenomenal. Desserts are pretty good. We got our fill of food. There was so much food. They had the, I can never say it, charcuterie um, buffet basically with mm -hmm. all the meats and cheeses. And um, they had this chorizo that was amazing. It was just really, really, I was impressed with the food. And then it was weird though. The drinks were behind a curtain. So you, you got free Cokes and, and uh, soft drinks and waters and stuff like that, but they were all like hidden behind a curtain. Um, so it's almost like they wanted, well, if people don't find it, then we don't have to give it to them. It was very, very strange, but, um, but we, so we got some drinks. We even got one to put in our pocket to take with the stuff. And then they had a bar in there as well. So the secret uh, insider tip for everybody or pro tip, buy one of the refillable mugs, because when you go into a haunted house, you cannot bring an alcoholic beverage with you. So you buy a refillable mug, buy your alcoholic beverage, pour it in the mug. You got your drink the whole time. You never have to pour it out. That That is genius because <laughs> I, I, I've been, I didn't do it because I was too uh, worried about it. But when you're in a queue and it looks like quite a long queue for a house and then they have those carts where you can mm -hmm. buy like a bottle of beer or something. I'm like, there's no way. If I start drinking it, all of a sudden there's going to be a rush in the queue. And suddenly mm -hmm. what looks like half an hour is actually about five minutes. So, <laughs> and and then like you say, you've got you've got to you, you've got to finish it before you go in. So you finish it or throw away a twelve dollar beer, yeah. So uh, yeah, so the cup works great. I've used it in 2017. I figured it out, and then I used it again or 2019, and then this year I did the same thing, and not not a hiccup. I, now we don't ever have to waste those fifteen dollar drinks. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so that tip. is it. Yeah, it was, it works great. It's annoying to carry around the cup all night, but it's worth it for the, um, for that. And I'm not like chug a lug and it's just, I don't have to pour it out and I can finish it once the house is over. So, um, so yeah, so then we go out and we meet our guide. Well, it was a monsoon at the time our tour was supposed to start. So oh, our God. guide, um, I don't know if you're familiar with many drag Queens, but our guide, his name is Anthony, but he looks just like Shangela. <laughs> if anybody knows who Shangela is, do you know who she is? <laughs> I don't think I do, but I'll she's on it. Check it out right now. She's on a TV show called We're Here that's on HBO, but she's also been on RuPaul's Drag Race many times and stuff. And she, she's pretty amazing. Um, and he acknowledged it. And when we were scared to ask him, but he, I mean, because you could tell he was family, but but we were. Um, oh, hubba we, hubba. Yeah, we could, we, uh, oh, Changela, yeah, she's gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, she's amazing too, big heart, at least on TV, she has big heart. Um, but she, uh, he we asked him does anybody ever 
call you Shangela. He goes, oh my God, my new department. That's all they call me is Shangela. He loved it. And then he also looks like Prince. And (laughs) so the big joke was our Prince Shangela guide, but he was amazing. He was so wonderful. I mean, we gave him a big tip because he was just so awesome. He'd worked a 12 hour day doing VIPs in the morning and then for regular guests and then RIPs at night. So he'd work 12 hours, but he kept his energy. He was amazing. But um, he must have had a few bangs. Energy energy drinks, energy drinks, Craig. I meant, yeah. I meant energy drinks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. got to clarify for him. <laughs> um, but uh, what's cool was that he was okay. So remember Vamp eighty five? Yes, the scare zone. Vamp. He was mm-hmm. Prince and Vamp Vamp eighty five. Uh, okay. So it made total sense once he told us. So we would talk performing yep. and stuff like that. So he he told us to delay about uh, 15, 20 minutes. So we sat inside the little uh, Cafe La Mama for a little longer. And then um, finally we braved the rain and went out and started our tour. So uh, he would do a little intro for each house, which was amazing. A little bit of inside information. Um, the only drawback for the tour, as far as the houses go, is that beautiful um, wicked growth entrance with the pumpkins and that kind of black funnel. You know what I'm talking about? Have you seen the photos yes, of Wick? I have seen the photos, yeah. We didn't get to go through that. We went through a side oh. door. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't even get a photo of it. It was so beautiful. <laughs> um, but other than that, it's still worth it. So my houses ranked from best to worst, from one to 10, one being the best, um, is my number one is Hill House. And we'll, I'll go through it with some thoughts on it, these in just a second. But number two is Icons. Number three was Case Files. Number four was Puppet Theater. Number five was scary. Number six was tooth fairy. Seven was wicked growth. Eight was the bride, whatever that real long title is, the bride. Yep. Um, nine was Beetlejuice and 10 was chainsaw. So that was how I felt they fit with my personality. Um, they, they were all good. The set design, of course, universal is just blows you out of the water. It's just yeah, amazing. But going for total, was I excited to go through it? Once I was done, did I want to do it again? And did I get scared? And that was how I made my list was, did it scare me? And did I get excited? Like little kid excited to go through it. It's a good so that's, system. Yeah, it's because it's, if you go for production value, that will be next to impossible, I think, because they were all like case files had this amazing, well, we'll go into it in a minute. But <laughs> uh, so if we want to start out like Hill House, Hill House, I'm a huge fan of the show. I've watched it three times. Have you seen it? I ha- I've not seen it as many times as you, but yes, uh, I I did watch it when it it came out. I never watched the um the follow up. My wife watched the my wife she watched the follow up uh, <laughs> to hear that in person. So cool. Bye bye. Well, that, that's, that's that's the thing. Like I did that before. I I I can't remember who I was talking to, but I was talking to. So it might have been at a meetup. I was talking to somebody, and I mentioned uh, like my wife was at home, like doing the decorating. They're like, "What, what do you mean, your wife?" And I was like, "My wife." And they're like, "No, no." Didn't do it. I almost said that to you before we started recording. You did say it once without doing the math. And I almost pointed it out, but I'm like, no, we're not recording yet. I won't say anything. Um, But yeah, she she watched the follow-up and had kind of like mixed views on it. So I caught caught bits and pieces while she was watching it. We watched Hill House together, um, but I'd I'd heard mixed things when the second one came out. So I, I wasn't too fast but if you want to watch it go and watch it and let me know what it's like it's like it's not really you know it's not yeah. hill house standard which is a shame but you know sometimes it's lightning in a bottle isn't it when you make these things so you know hill house was incredible there's so many hidden things in it and i even would pull up the internet and watch it um 
to read where the hidden things were and then find them because I never mm-hmm. saw them. And so, so, but yeah, the, I agree with, with your wife, your wife uh, <laughs> <laughs> on that one. And then, um, and then we just finished mass, uh, midnight mass a couple of days ago. And it's, it's really, really good and intense. Um, very, very, uh, kind of digs deep into you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I'll watch it a second time because of the intensity of it. That's so, interesting. But I can totally see that as a house. Totally yeah, see that as a see, house. See, um, I found out my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law. I've never done that before, and I never do that again. Uh, <laughs> okay. so you're, lucky, you're lucky. You're lucky. Um, I've just realised it doesn't work. Um, yeah, yeah. She, she, um, she was watching it a few weeks ago, and I think when she told me, I think she was like on the second episode. She's like, "Oh, it's, it's quite good." And she got to about the fifth episode or fourth episode, and she's like. Yeah, actually, I don't think I'm liking this anymore. I was like, okay. But I think from what I've heard from people, I think because it's obviously very heavy on um, religion, mm-hmm. I think it speaks to people in different ways. And, Absolutely. you know, I'm I can, I'm a complete atheist. She's an atheist. So the religious angle doesn't really wash with me. It's a bit like Craig. Craig um, did The Exorcist House and he can't stand the film or the house because not can't stand you know like that's the thing that kind of gets in the most because of like the whole uh religious angle there mm-hmm. whilst for me the exorcist is what it is i just view it as a as a you know work of of art of sorts um, i agree doesn't have the same effect so I, I i feel with that show it it will hit people in different ways absolutely but either way i think uh it will make an amazing house if they do it with that partnership that they have going around with netflix isn't it awful though that and it's not just you because i think anyone that's been to at least one halloween horror nights does the same thing is you watch something you think oh that'd be a good scene in a house mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> totally you start looking at stuff in a completely different way we're a very special breed but yes absolutely <laughs> Once we find each other in the world, we we found our family because yeah, we do absolutely do that. Yeah, <laughs> that not like so true. But yeah, Hill House was pretty amazing. Um, it uh, of course the set design was universal standard, beautiful. But I kept hearing, uh, and I think Sinead talked about this one night, or somebody talked about it on one of the podcasts I was listening to about how they weren't going to take you through the story of Hill House. That's exactly what they did was take you through the story of Hill House. Um, Like the mother's up in the window when you first walk in and um, the first scare got me even the second. That's one of the houses we did twice because after the tour was over, it had a 45 minute wait. So we just went and got a Dufftoberfest. And then (laughs) uh, because I never had one and I'm like, well, I need to have a Dufftoberfest. And uh, big fan. fan. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. Um, And we were the last ones before they closed. And um, then we looked again and it was a five minute wait. So we ran over there. We um, were there. Till the end of the night at hill house um <laughs> so i did get to do it twice and the second time was even better than the first and it was in the same location as monsters which universal monsters i don't know if you remember that was my favorite house oh, two years ago it, it was it's up there as one of my favorites yeah I'll t- yeah and this one's right there with i think this one's probably number one for me and universal monsters would be right below it right um but it was in the same location so i think there's just good karma in that parade building but mm. um but it was just fascinating and and we were with some of my Florida friends. So I saw them earlier and they hadn't seen the show. And so I was kind of narrating where we're going through, but narrating at the top of my lungs. Cause I was so excited and screaming like a child <laughs> in a good way. And then um, the, the actors were so amazing in there. The scare actors, the um, tall man was incredible. Yeah. He was on stilts. He was incredible. Um, 
the just a set design the 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 basement zombie or whatever he was the basement ghost incredible which i think luke is now playing i've seen that on yes, twitter that he's, think, he's yeah he's he's done a few he's done a few different roles but yeah he's i think he has done that one as well yeah and uh but it just it blew me away and there is um a, 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 our tour guide warned us to look up he says you're going to go into a dark room black room and it looks completely black kind of reminded me of like graveyard games but then he's like don't forget to look up and you look up and there's a scare there that that comes through every few <laughs> seconds and but i was just so excited like my arms were going like close to my chest making fists like a little kid does when they get excited i was just having a blast and getting scared at the same time because i had such a love for the show so that one that will be hard to knock that one off my list off the top because of my connection to the show just because i loved it so much and then Mm -hmm. they did such a good job with it so then we go into um, icons as my number two and we only got to do it once but it blew me away it was so well done it was so um uh, the word that keeps coming to mind is fierce. It was really a fierce house. Like it was just in your face and um, aggressive and um, lots of fire elements, you know, like the color of fire, fire effects kind of, I don't know. It's just the, like looking back at the memories I have is that the, the flames when you first walk in, but the big icons facade was incredible. And then just to see all of the icons go through, even if some of them aren't your favorite, it was still a blast to see them. But we, I do have one complaint. They, they need to get better at their cast changes because we all know about walking through a house during a cast change. Mm-hmm. Uh, we walk through the throne room and as most of the listeners are going to know that the throne room, it changes every, every time the cast rotates a different person to different icon is on the throne. We got into the throne room. Lady Luck was walking out the door and no one else came in. Oh. So we walked by an empty throne. <laughs> do, do you all know the, the worst one is that I've seen? What? It's not a cast change. It was somebody repairing a door. And <laughs> like a maintenance guy? Yeah. And I can't remember. It wasn't um, 29. It must have been 27 when we were there. I can't remember what house it was. But it was obviously like some emergency exit door or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if someone had, had gone through it. Um, I mean, because Craig is somebody who jumps into walls when he gets scared. <laughs> I've seen that happen multiple times. I would pay money to see that. Oh, it's the best one last year was... Oh, I don't know, actually, it's a toss-up between Slimer or Frankenstein at the end of those houses. Oh, they both got me last year, too. <laughs> yeah, but he literally, you know, they came out of one side of, the, of like, the building, and he almost went through the wall on the <laughs> other side. He leapt so so high and so fast. Um, but, yeah, so someone had obviously broken this door, and there was just a guy there in, like, you know, normal universal kind of maintenance gear with, like, a drill. You're just like Hilarious. this is this is clearly not part of the house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, though, I guess I'd rather him do that though than shut the house down completely. Exactly. But I mean, it's, but it's I do a small, it. It's a small sacrifice. It's yeah. a small sacrifice. <laughs> but we did, we did when we stopped and he talked to us about the house, the tour guide. Some more people were coming out of the house, and I just stopped one of them and said, "Okay, who was on the phone when you just came through?" And they're like, "A storyteller." I'm like, "Okay." So we would have seen storyteller come in. So at least in my mind, I could put it all together and have a complete house. But that still house, that house was still amazing absolutely amazing yeah and i i had a um not a car i've been lucky and i've never been in a house when a car change has has gone on i've been stopped before once happened which is great but um i remember going through uh was it was it blood pit was that the house when it was a bit like roman gladiators oh yeah yeah i know which time i had the dead horse out front yes um i know what uh, uh nightingale's blood pit yeah that's right yeah 
and uh, there was an effect in there with a lion puppet. Mm-hmm. And I went through that house uh, maybe only twice, but on different nights. And both times I went through the house, the lion wasn't working. So I could see the puppet because obviously it's there, mm-hmm. but it was just dark. So it, it happened to us once. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. So at least you got to see it. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. One time we saw it, but the first time we went through, I saw it up in that little dark nook up, like up above your left shoulder as you're walking yeah. by. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't do anything. It's just sitting there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the throne thing kind of was a bummer, but the house yeah. was still still ranked high up for me. Number two, it was um, just for, for it was for the fans. It was truly, truly for the fans for the hardcore fans. And then uh, my third is case files, which we only went through once. And I am not up on the legendary truth. I had gone a couple of the years where they were doing that stuff, but I di- didn't get into it. Like for whatever reason, I don't even remember why I just didn't get into the legendary truth. I, I didn't get sorted almost like Harry Potter or whatever they got their little groups and stuff. I didn't, I didn't get that, but um, I did some research and listened to some podcasts and watched some videos on some of the background just so I'd understand what was going on. And it was cool. It was narrated. So you'd walk into each scene and it was a lot like I didn't get to go through Slaughter Cinema a few years ago that everybody raved about. But it was a lot like that. It was each scene was a different case. And so each um, room was a different theme, a different monster. Um, and this is where I'll talk about, although this house ranked high because one, this one was kind of a production design reason for me, even though that's not my major criteria. Um, they had the kitty cat club sign that's out in the, the street in front of, you know, down that street in front of mummy. Mm-hmm. They had the full neon sign in the house. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is in the Shrek theater. And they've got a whole replica of the sign. And it was real. Like it wasn't some illusion. It was a real neon sign up there. So they made a copycat version just to put in the house. Yeah. Incredible. Or if they had a backup or something and used it, but yeah, absolutely. It was a full fledged neon, or at least it looked real to me. It didn't look like a cardboard painted sign with some LED lighting on it. It would look like real neon. To be honest, if it was that, that would probably make it even more impressive mm-hmm. because you thought yeah. it was the real one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> we'll find that out later, I'm sure. Um, but it was cool. So the narration followed you. And you'd think that if you're going through an conga line, the narration would get off and you don't hear half of it or whatever. But for somehow, some reason, it worked. Tooth Fairy did the same thing. And it worked. Like you st- got to listen to the story. Now, I didn't get too many scares in that one. Um, I got a few and this is where the COVID plexi stuff comes through. And I know it's not all plexiglass. Some of it's that vinyl stuff, but you would see vinyl hanging and know that there was a scare coming up. So that did kind of kill some of the scares because you knew when they were coming in a lot yeah. of times. Yeah. But what was even worse was when you walk by a vinyl area and no one jumped out at all. And you're like, uh, okay, uh, <laughs> I'll just keep walking. And I'm one of those people that if my friends start walking fast, I slow down. I'm like, I don't care if the ops people yell at me. I I'm not going to rush through a house. Um, and so I'd slow down to try to get a scare, even though it's not really that scary at that point, but, um, just to see the experience and I'd still cheer the actors on all the time. And, and I'll say, even if they don't scare me, I usually clap or yell for them and stuff just to, so they get that motivation. Um, but, uh, it was just an amazing house, amazing story. Um, the way they put it together and the way they tied in so many different creatures and, and stuff. So, I mean, universal, I, I'd say are really good with sound in general, because the, the thing that always, uh, impresses me and I mean it's such a small thing but when you're going over that bridge to Jurassic Park from uh, Hogsmeade mm-hmm. and you've got the the Wizarding World music and then mm-hmm. as you're starting to approach the gates of Jurassic Park you then just hear Jurassic Park music yeah like it just seem it seamlessly fades it's not like you can even hear the Potter music anymore 
Right. And you couldn't hear the Jurassic Park music before they wanted you to. So they got, I don't know how they, they do this stuff, but they generally are just really good, I think, with, with sound. I agree. Absolutely agree. Um, and uh, coming up too, don't let me forget to talk about sound when I talk about the scare zones too. Because I'll forget, yes, I'm sure. Here, I'm going to even write it down. Sound. Because <laughs> I'm bad about this. You've seen my text even when I'm sober. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sober right now, so uh, we won't go there. um okay so uh then there's puppet theater and puppet theater was pretty amazing as well the once again the production design that you know characters up on balconies above you and um that one was truly scary lots of good jump scares in that one um they're they're doing a lot or at least appeared to me or at least the ones that got me were the distraction scares yes so where they're distracting you on one side then the scare comes from the other side Uh, that's my favorite kind of scare because that's one of the only ones that actually scares me because yeah. I don't usually get scared. And then drop doors. The You know what I'm talking about when I talk about drop mm-hmm. doors? Mm-hmm. Those they used in force this year. And those, that, just the noise alone, even if you don't see it drop, um, gets you every well, single yeah, time. Yeah, because it's such a it's such a sudden... I mean, if you if you see it, um, you know, it, because it's a sudden change. And normally they disguise so well. Like, I've never walked through a house and like, oh, that's supposed to, like, move. Right. Once I've seen it move, I'm like, next time I'll know it's there. So I might notice something a bit different. But they're so good at concealing them. But mm-hmm. like you say, it's also that sudden noise that as bang. well with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I don't care if people say it's a cheap scare. But as long as I get scared, that's all I want. I, I'm oh, paying to be scared. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't buy into that. I don't um, really understand why that's such a negative thing. I mean, as you say, the, the idea of, of these houses are to scare you. And the mm-hmm. thing I, I least like about these houses is they scare me. Um, so, I mean, you know, I don't care, you know, it doesn't matter how the scares come, um, you know, whatever they kind of deploy it. The only one I kind of, uh, the one I hate the most, I think, is when somebody, um, normally in a in a TV or film house, when somebody suddenly appears in front of you and there's like some dialogue. Yeah, taken. and they just talk. But it's, but it's because of the loudness of it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the volume of the dialogue is so loud. That's what scares me first. <laughs> and, I, and that to me, that that's the kind of scare I don't like because the impact should have been from the the scare actor coming out suddenly, not no, yeah. there was a really yeah. loud vocal. <laughs> yep. And to me, that's kind of what ghost. But like everybody loved Ghostbusters. I didn't really like it except. Slimer, he did get me at the end, but to me, <laughs> Ghostbusters was a lot of that. A lot yeah. of them stepping out and talking. Yes, yes. So, um, but yeah, Puppet Theater, just amazing um, decor. The scare actors were on point. They had such high energy, um, great scares. There was a there was a dude in there that, I, I don't think this one was a drop door, if I remember correctly, but he was in this little box on the wall and he looked like a gnome, like a gnome head, but he had a big <laughs> long beard and the puppet was in his beard. Like his beard was the wow. puppet. And it was, so it wasn't scary, but it was absolutely fascinating. Yeah. Uh, he was my favorite guy in the whole house. But yeah, just the room with the, the two-story room inside there that had somebody up on the balcony that was the distraction for somebody scaring you down below. Um, just very clever, um, very beautiful house, an amazing facade. We actually got a photo in front of that one because I liked it so much. And then, um, so then the next one is, and we went through that one twice because that was one of the ones we got to do on the tour and then before the tour. Mm-hmm. So I got uh, two times to see if I really liked it. And then we went through Scary, that horror in the heartland. Um, of course, it had the shortest line because um, it's always back there by Men in Black. 
And, um, and it was fun. It was, it was really interesting. I don't know the meat market, the leave it to cleaver. Like that was a year I didn't go. Most of the things I didn't know, but I knew about, um, but hive was one of my favorites in 2017. It was my favorite in 2017, which I had a very unpopular opinion on that one, but, um, they had some high vampires in this one. So that made me like it a lot, oh. but, um, but the yeah, meat market, I, I hated hive purely because it was so disgusting. Not because the baby? it wasn't just just in general like you know it it was i mean yeah that was quite creepy but you know the whole house where it was so just filthy and dirty and the house smell mm-hmm. um it was that more than anything i mean the vampires and stuff were creepy but yeah just just walking through that that house which just looked so decrepit and i mean obviously it's because they did such a good job right that's that's what <laughs> yeah. i mean so i didn't hate it for because it wasn't very good i hate it because it was too good too yeah. too well done uh i understand that cases, yeah i just got some really good scares in there and and the, so it just stuck with me but it, so it was neat to see that them but there were a lot of things in there i didn't know what they were but i still really enjoyed it and the leave it to cleaver characters um the they look like the big boy bob burger i don't know what you call them the big boy restaurants i don't know mm-hmm. if they're over it yeah with the big chubby guy holding the burger on a plate so the thing is again it's one of the we've got a lot of american chains here now and in fact, uh, Wendy's has just come back to the UK for the first time in about 30 years. And uh, what's the other one? Uh, Popeyes. We're getting Popeyes next month for the first Ooh, time ever. Popeyes is good. What it is, it's not good now you're vegetarian. Or, well, sorry, that's true. You, yeah. yeah <laughs> sorry. I've, but, but saying that, Wendy's <laughs> Wendy's at least produce a vegetarian burger in the UK. So there's there's hope for me yet with, with Popeyes. Um, but <laughs> we don't have Big Boy, but we do have the Austin Powers films. <laughs> Well, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> We're very aware who people are. Well, and that's what they look like. And I, I didn't know the story, but man, they're creepy with that smile on their face. And then they have mm-hmm. the chainsaws. But one of the things that we really liked about this house was actually something that happened outside of the house. We were walking. We'd finished the house and we were walking. We're like, yeah, that was pretty good. And then one of the scare actors was being escorted in. And it was one of those big boys with the chainsaw. And he was behind us. So I held up my phone being total tourist and annoying. I'm sure I held up my phone and put it on selfie mode and was recording him walking behind us and he saw me turned on the chainsaw started like trying to chase us up the the little sidewalk and to me that was awesome he didn't have to do that he's getting ready to do that ten thousand times for the rest of the night but he still did it and that that really moved it up on the list for us just from that one experience outside of the house so it's so funny though because it is those little touches that often have like such a big impact Mm -hmm. on on your experience of the the night in general so you know even uh, with Disney entertainment, and that's a whole other story, but there's this one story that um, a lady was eating dinner in France at Epcot by herself, and Belle was walking by, and the lady waved at Belle, and Belle waved back. And this lady talked about that was the most amazing uh, you know, in- interaction she ever had because it was so personal. And I was going, yeah, I've done the job that Belle does. And I know the girl was like, I'm just going on break right now, and I'm just going to wave to her because she's waving to me. Like, Not that Belle was a bad person, but it made me realize all those little tiny things that we did that I didn't appreciate or understand back when I was doing it affect people so Mm -hmm. much more than we would ever realize when you're doing that job. She was just like, okay, I'm going on break. And um, that's what I think of when these guys like, like the chainsaw guy doing this, I know that he's tired. He's already tired and he just started and he's got a long night to go. He probably works a day job, but he still took the time to rev up his chainsaw and pretend to chase us even though he was going to be exhausted by the end of the night anyway. <laughs> so I, I appreciate those things and they really touch me. And then, like you said, they're, they're, those little things make all the difference. Mm-hmm. 
um, let's see, I know I'm kind of getting long-winded here. Let's go to Tooth Fairy. Tooth Fairy wasn't very scary, um, but it was really, really cool. Um, I know that it was there last year for that mini HHN that everybody talks about. I, of course, didn't go, so I didn't see it, but um, it was done like a storybook with a narrator all the way through it, and the narration, like in case files, followed you all the way through. Like, you didn't miss any of it, and um, they were like little paper people that moved around. They were like animatronic, but not animatronic. They were just like cardboard cutouts that looked like they came out of the storybook. Um, so it was just the, the atmosphere was so amazing in it and it put you on edge because it was supposed to be all pretty and storybook like, and it just got darker and darker and darker. The actual scare actors did a good job. They didn't scare me, but they did a good job. But the fact that I was on edge the whole time through there because of the juxtaposition of the house versus the scare, the goriness of it or whatever, um, put it higher up on my list. Cause I was right. anticipating scares, even though I didn't actually get scared a lot. I was, I was like, you, you talk about the anticipation of waiting to get in. It's almost scarier than the house itself. Mm. So I was ready to be scared so much that I still enjoyed it. No, that uh, sounds good. Yeah. And then we have wicked growth. Um, I didn't get it. Like everybody's saying it's the number one house, number one house. Um, it, it was good. All of them were good. This list was hard, except for number 10. This list was very hard to, for me to do, but um, I just didn't get scared a lot. It was beautiful. The pumpkin Lord was up there. He was kind of neat. A huge pumpkin head jumps out and scares you. And not to spoil it for everybody, but I know that <laughs> most people by this point are probably already gone. Hopefully they've already gone. Um, but there's a big pumpkin head that's huge, like as tall as we are, that came out. And that was really, really cool. Um, so I got a few scares in there, but I just didn't get the whole, oh, I've got to go through that 20 times tonight. Yeah. Like, other rails then we had the bride and the bride had some really cool effects it starts at the end of the movie so you walk in and you see the castle blow up and the way they did the special effect of the they put the film in there and there's this window you look through of a, you're kind of in a broken ruin and you're looking at the castle in the distance and it's a film the film itself it blows up and then you are going in after the movie's over of what she's doing to you know to bring him back to life and stuff she's trying to use vampire blood um and they did colorblind casting in this one. So some of the brides I noticed were African-American and some were Caucasian. And so it was very interesting to me. That kind of took me out of the story just because I noticed it and appreciated it. But it kind of still took me out of maybe start thinking about the actors themselves instead of the house. Yep. Um, but I like that they're not afraid to do that. But it, it didn't really scare me. And I was kind of out of the experience most of the thing. But it was it was cool. I was waiting for Frankenstein to come out at the end just like, the one from a couple of years ago, but he didn't. So that kind of disappointed me too. Then we especially went into with the especially with the merchandise. Yeah, because it was all whole, over it. Yeah, well, the first T-shirt that came out for the house, Frankenstein was the main character on it, and the bride was like the secondary character. And then they mm -hmm. they did a, a flipped version of that. But yeah, I, I I would have assumed that he had played a bigger part in that, based on yeah, the merchandise alone. And maybe he was there and we only went through that one once. Maybe he was there and I didn't get to see him, mm. but it was such an effective scare in 19 that I was so hoping that would be there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was just beautiful and fun and neat, but I, I really wasn't into it that much. And then the last one was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now set design was amazing. You go through this old dilapidated gas station supposed to take place. I think after the movie as well, um, there's a pig slaughter section where they're slaughtering pigs and you hear the screaming of the pigs and the smell they nailed it it's atrocious um it really pulls you into making it feel real 
But what killed it for me is first of all, chainsaws don't scare me anymore. Like way back when they were new and haunted attractions, they were scary, but they're just not scary anymore yep. um, overall. But um, cause everybody knows there's no chain on them. So it's anyway, uh, we get to the end and there's, there's a room that you're going through with tons of crates, like human sized tall crates. And you know, he could jump out of every single one of them. Well, there's, we saw them. There were five leather faces in there and we could see them through the crates. Not a single one came out at us. Right. So we walked through this long finale room. We can see five different actors holding their chainsaws, waiting, I guess, for their audio cues or to hit their little floor button or whatever they do. But we just saw them standing behind crates, five different ones. And I'm like, oh, that's that's pathetic. That's ridiculous. So and then we only had that one chance to go through. So that's why that one was at the end. But it was a beautiful house. And in, in the house, it was, you know, the actors were given their all. But at the end, with all those leather faces and not one of them did anything that really killed it for me. You did skip one. What did I skip? Oh, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. <gasps> yeah. That well, was your number nine. It was my number nine. And um, maybe me skipping it kind of shows you how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I love the movie. Um, you know, I was, I'm a child of the 80s and love the movie. Um, but the house was just kind of like walking through a movie set. Um, you could see all the plexi, all the um, vinyl. So you knew where everything was coming from. And it just... Like all of us that got out of it, and we're, a lot of us were fans of the movie, but we got out of it and we're just like, yeah, it was all right. The coolest thing was Beetlejuice at the beginning was a live actor when you walk in the facade. He's a live actor yelling at you and stuff, and that was cool. Yes, he's above he's above you, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm I like that. That was really good. That's kind of like a Ghostbusters when Janine was in there. That was pretty cool. Remember when she's in there answering the phones and I, she starts talking I to... I do. Craig kept trying to flirt with her. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Well, she was breathing, of course he would, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Touche. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's really funny because um, we'll get onto the, the scare zones just a sec. Um, when when this year was announced and they announced all the houses, the two houses that um, I was most gutted about missing because I knew we wouldn't be able to get out there. And we we planned to. We talked about it and we, we had investigated it, but mm-hmm. it was becoming clear we weren't going to be able to go, um, was Hill House and Beetlejuice because... Um, there were two franchises that I, I liked mm-hmm. um, and I, I saw what they did with Beastly's last year and I wasn't overly impressed but I heard that they were going to try and spruce things up you know for the, the for the main event um, and, you know, they ha- had a whole year to improve it but um, I've seen some footage and it, yeah I felt the same way as I did last year about it um, yeah. and, and, and I, I know watching a video on YouTube is not the same as experiencing it I know that completely but I don't know what I expected from it, but it didn't give me what I expected. You know, I had a few things in the film, but there was other things which I were like, they're just throwing this in here because they've run out of ideas. It, mm-hmm. it felt a little bit lazy. And I think for a film that's so iconic um, and people have, you know, had been asking about for years and years and years, mm-hmm. it just felt like a bit of a flop. I never really thought it was going to be a good house to begin with. Just when I heard the concept of it, I'm like, it's a great movie, but it's not really that scary. And I know that they always have a fun house every year, like a, a you know, a hap- not a happy house, but like a comedy house or whatever. But, um, but I was just about to say, watch it on YouTube and you'll get about the, the effect that you do yeah. in person just because, and I'm not putting it down. I mean, I know people put a lot of hard work and love and blood, sweat and tears into the house, but it just didn't draw me. It didn't pull me. Um, even the i was so looking forward to the shrimp um the deo scene the um dinner scene yeah and the shrimp the room was upside down so the table was on the ceiling and the shrimp 
came down at you, but barely they were animatronic. They weren't even like puppets or anything. You could hear the animatronics or the, I don't know if it was the air compressors or whatever, but you could hear them being controlled like an animatronic, like you hear at Disney. Um, so right. it just wasn't that, like I, that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie and I just wanted to see that in person and it really didn't even, I'm like, oh, okay. There, I had to stare up at you at the ceiling, but um, it didn't even have a uh, impact. Yeah, and the thing is, I really like Ghostbusters. I, I, and I mean, you, some of the same criticisms you could throw at Ghostbusters, but mm-hmm. um, I just think it looks a bit more iconic. I, I I can't put my finger on why Ghostbusters worked for me, but Beetle just didn't work for me. Um, yeah. And I know I, I only experienced one in real life again, but you know I can watch that video of Ghostbusters and think, oh yeah, that was really good and that was quite clever. And but with Beetlejuice, I just I'm like oh, I just feel like it's a missed opportunity. Yeah, shame. Yeah. I so scare you. zones. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I'll go backwards. So um, my number five was Thirty Years, Thirty Fears, and the main reason for that was. It wasn't really scary, and the time we went through it, they had very little out there for us to see because it was starting to rain again. So most of what I've seen on it was on video, um, on YouTube, um, but experiencing it in person, there wasn't much to it. There were a couple people out there because it was just sprinkling, um, and I don't know if they were pulling them in um, or, um, or, or some of them had just come out and they were starting to pull them back in, what was going on, but it just, there really wasn't much there. You know, it's just like a big stroller parking like we see during the day. And where and where was that the one that's in like the, the kind of, uh, it's not the main entrance, but the one like near Shrek? Yes. That, it was, okay, yeah. yeah. That scare zone is normally kind of reserved now for people to like take photos and stuff, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, I mean, last, 29 was the arcade, which I actually thought was quite fun, but the, the uh, 27, which is the one I went to before that one, it had... Uh, people from each of the houses so it was almost like mm-hmm. a preview where you could take photos with people in the houses you wouldn't have been able to have done otherwise it didn't yep. feel like it was ever supposed to really be that scary so i think that that area always has that kind of problem of and maybe because of where it's located and you have to walk through it um that they try and keep it a bit tamer so um you know if you have to walk through it with people that don't want to be scared then they're not but mm-hmm. it's a shame what I did love, though, was that they brought out that old Halloween Horror Night sign, because that's something I do remember from the years past. So that was nostalgic <laughs> for me, that that the bright red one that's up in the air, you know. Mm-hmm. So that, that was really nice to see that. And, and we took a picture in front of that. And I have pictures of me in front of that, in the, you know, decades ago. And so that that part was cool. But it just as a scare zone itself, it wasn't um, anything that really caught my attention. Um, and my number four was Crypt TV. Now, I went when I found this out about crypt tv like most everybody never heard of it um i went and found that twitter feed that had that um uh that twitter that had or had the playlist that's what i'm looking for that had that playlist so i could catch up and my husband and i started watching it and he gave up on it pretty quick because they're you know they're very kind of different very independent-y feeling horror movies and um that one so it was neat to see characters I recognized because I went and watched most of them and I knew who they were, but they didn't do anything with the crowd. They were almost just like presentations, almost like mini little stage performances. Okay. So there, there wasn't any scare. Um, and then Seek and Destroy was my number three. Um, I thought it was cool. And I know it's grown a lot from what people are saying. They're getting better and better, better. But I actually got a few scares from people jumping out from behind, you know, behind me around in front of me and stuff. Some really cool stilt walker interactions from the camera. And it was just, it was neat. Um, it was weird, 
but it was neat. Um, I didn't get it at first, but it's starting to make more sense as I see different tweets about it. Um, but I did enjoy it regardless if I understood it or not. I did enjoy walking through there. Um, number two was lights, camera, action, Eddie's revenge. Uh, I thought that one was great. Um, that was the first one we walked through in the daylight when we first got in cutting to the back of the park. And um, even during the day, the actors were giving it their all and scaring, but at night there's so much fog and lighting, like low lighting that um, they got me some good, a good few times in there. And it was just neat to see all the different, like I never knew Treeks and Foons. Um, that was a year I, I didn't go. I went to some of the islands of adventure years, but I don't remember anything about a foam party. And I guess Treeks and Foons were a big foam party or something. Yeah. Um, I think, I think I, I, I'm not familiar with them, but I, I know there was a foam uh, section uh, yeah. during that year. So, yeah. And I don't remember that at all. So either I was really drunk or I didn't go that year. You must have been really uh, drunk to not notice foam around your feet. Right. But I do remember <laughs> going to IOA and, and going to Halloween Horror Nights some of the years they had it there. But um, but they were neat to watch. And um, there were some really good scares there. The scare actors were working their asses off. So I, I really like that walking through there. And we walked through it a couple times. And then, but the best one was Gorewood Forest. And I know that the Central Park area is almost always one of the best scare zones, but they added um, foot pedals for the actors and they built these caves. And so you kind of knew somebody was going to jump out of a cave, um, but they really got me. Like they really <laughs> made me jump. And I'm like, that's as good as a house. They made me jump multiple times walking through there. So I, props to them that was awesome to move house elements out into the park like that and um every time we walked through there and i would know they'd be there the costumes were even kind of cheesy um but they were awesome they scared me every single time i walked through so kudos to them it was awesome excellent yeah um so you didn't get to uh, see the lagoon show this year which i mean i've not actually seen the youtube video of it yet this year i mean I, i'm sure there's hundreds already um as as you know people do that kind of thing mm -hmm. um but i i the, the feedback i've seen from people is that it's not a patch on, on the last one well i was not an academy of villains person so i did not I, they were okay to watch when they were in the street i didn't ever take the time to go see them in the theater are you is that what you're talking about academy of villains oh no sorry i was about the lagoon show but oh um, oh i'm sorry oh yeah sorry. Uh, i didn't get to see it yeah that's where you and i met was after the lagoon yes. show that that show two years ago was truly one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. Oh, absolutely it, amazing. It, it blew me away. Cause I hadn't seen any footage before. Cause we went quite early. Um, that year, I think well, no, it was probably about two weeks into the event, I think, mm -hmm. but I hadn't seen video of it. I just heard people kind of raving about it. So I think, you know, okay, it might be quite good to watch, but I wasn't expecting it. I think I watched it about three times over that weekend. Um, yeah. because they showed it, you know, a couple of times or, if, you know, a few times a night. So mm -hmm. you can quite easily catch one. And even if you kind of come in halfway through, you know, you can, you know, get, still get to see all the stuff and it, it, it looked really good. But yeah, this year's one, for, I don't know why people have sailed on it. So I've not watched it yet, but I know people have, have said it wasn't a patch on, on 29s. And that's what I've heard too. And and I, I did actually didn't feel that bad for not seeing it because I saw the one two years ago and I, it, in my head, I kept thinking, I don't know what could top that. Um, and not that it wasn't worth going to see, but like I said, the tour didn't take us there, but I didn't feel bad about it because I had the memories of that one, two years ago. That was just, yeah. it, it, I'm still with me. Does that make sense? Like it still makes me happy to think about that show. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So it didn't bother me too much not to see this one, but I'd heard the same things and what you were talking about. But yeah, you mentioned, or we about to talk about a show that, you know, still refers to as a Bill and Ted stage. Yes. <laughs> it was never the Bill and Ted stage, was it? It was, uh, it's uh, Fear Factor. No, is it Fear Factor? 
yeah yeah or wow 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 west yeah yeah back in the day <laughs> if you want to go back um mm-hmm. but yeah i mean i i remember we watched academy of villains at 27 and we were we were just kind of walking through the area and they just started dancing on this stage and we was like okay this is not bad and it's you know 10 minute show so uh, we weren't in a rush so we we stood and watched the rest of it and it was quite exactly. fun but mm-hmm. um yeah we i didn't go and see the last show when i was there yeah. for 29 i just did, I, I kind of felt that the I know they're on a stage, but it still felt felt a bit spontaneous. But when you then put it into an arena, then it's a, a completely planned show, and mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to for me didn't have the same kind of feeling. So I wasn't that that fussed uh, about seeing it. Um, but that's exactly uh, how I felt as well. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Nightmare Fuel. I've heard I've heard some good things about it, actually. I think reviews have yeah. been better, stronger than they were for Academy of Villains, which. It was a tough gig because it was taken over from Bill and Ted, and for you know, for many people, Bill and Ted, you know, was one of their highlights of going to Halloween Horror Nights. So it I, it was never going to be a crowd pleaser, but I just don't think it it connected. And I well, I think that helped this this show because Academy of Villains was the buffer between us losing Bill and Ted and getting a new show. Mm. So if this show would have come out right after Bill and Ted, I think it would have been worse. Uh, more poorly received although like you're saying i've heard mixed reviews on it um but i was hardcore bill and ted i was even the bad years were good years like even when the jokes weren't as funny bill and ted was one of those things that one of the main reasons we went to halloween horror nights was bill and ted's until we started getting to become true hardcore fans of the whole event bill and ted was the highlight of the evening every time we went yeah i can remember sitting in that theater back in my twenties when we were drinking a lot and having to go to the restroom so bad, but not leaving. Cause I was not going to miss the end of the show, <laughs> you know, where it's almost like you can taste it. Your eyes are turning yellow and you still stay because it's Bill and Ted. I mean, it was just the starting out with the, we will rock you. Like I, I still miss it to this day, but luckily Academy of Villains took the brunt of that loss. And it's now soothed over a little bit with this new show and nightmare fuel I thought was amazing. Um, I hope they change it next year. I don't think it's worth coming back every year. And I would assume that would be their plan, especially now that we've heard this past week that the theater is truly, or at least fear factor is truly gone. Yeah. They haven't really announced that they're tearing down the theater yet, but, um, or at least I don't think they have, but, the, um, this show was, I mean, now the fire part was the most amazing part. And that was the non-universal cast the dancers and stuff were all universal cast i made a point to ask was this an outside group and it was just the fire people were the outside group the rest was um universal folks uh, performers which i thought was really awesome utilizing their own people for such a an amazing show it had some magic in it that i thought was great um our group was not unanimous about it there were some people in our group that truly did not like it at all um, but me and my husband absolutely loved it um, and then I find out later that it was a puppeteer that I used to work with at Legend of the Lion King at Magic Kingdom where Phil Magic is now mm-hmm. um, he's the show producer for that the show director no way and I'm like oh my god that's so cool his name is Jason I'm like Cong-. I wrote him and it's like congratulations man the show was so awesome um, but I hadn't seen him in years like we haven't kept in touch over the years but it's we used to work together he was just a puppeteer next to me now he's got some big a lot of my I'm, performer friends are all now big wig entertainment people I don't know how to get it i'm jealous <sighs> luck of the draw uh, no. i know um, but I, I i guess <laughs> <laughs> uh they're doing something right but um i even have one that's imagineer friend that just did the whole muppet haunted mansion thing he was he was one of the producers for that but um oh, anyway 
I haven't watched it yet. I can't wait to watch it, but I'm waiting till I can like just sit down and truly binge as much as possible. So. Nice. It's it's worth the wait. It's worth the wait. Good. But uh, but yeah, I I hope they take it and and if they're not going to ever bring Bill and Ted back, which it pretty much seems like at this point they're not going to, um, then they need. I think they need to grow this. And then, but I think it would be it would have been better with Jack in it. Um, I know he's used so much, but I'm a hardcore Jack fan. Um, I or icons or something tie it into the event instead of it just being a cool show, a cool dark show. I mean, there's S and M and stuff in it. Guys coming out and on their hand crawling out with dog leashes and collars on and stuff. But it's not so much so that the kids are for, like you should be really really careful if you're going to bring your kid to the event. They can see that too. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, I know. It's supposed to be like an is it over thirteens? I think. Yes. They recommend. I mean, I wouldn't take a thirteen year old to it. But but you know, some thirteen year olds are different, right? So yeah, okay. it depends on the kid, I think. But um, yeah. and I I do kind of miss when Bill and Ted was a lot more racy and a lot more um like Saturday Night Live used to be, where they really took punches and they really got risque. Um, that was one of the neat things about Universal versus Disney when living there. It was like Universal's the more adult park. Um, and they kind of went back to that a little bit when you take out the houses because some of them are pretty gory, like we talked about. But the show it's trying to go back to that a little bit it seems mm. like and i i like that i like that it's getting more grown-up entertainment well i mean the first the first time i went to halloween horror nights um there was there was only two things that my wife liked and one of them was bin and ted because oh. she went in one house tried to go in the second house and she's like no, i can't do it just yeah. she, she the first house freaked her out so much uh that she just felt she couldn't go in any more houses which is good for me because i was quite scared as well i just didn't want to tell them. um <laughs> but but that year they had um a magician called brian uh, brushwood and he was in the beetlejuice theater mm-hmm. and he had two different shows and he was like a kind of like a magician illusionist but uh, a bit bit gory so he'd do things with swords and and stuff like that so mm-hmm. uh, it, it was a more grown-up adult show but that was that was quite fun um because it it was something you weren't expecting to see at another theme park, so I think I, you're, I think you've you've got a, a point there that Universal should probably try and tap more into. Um, I mean, they're already there with the houses, but just in the shows as well, mm-hmm. or the other entertainment, and, and bring back more shows, like um, more people eaters, basically. And bring why is the Animal Actor Stage not being used like it used to? That that show was very adult. I remember back in the day, and it was so cool. Like I told you about you know my friend flying around on those cloth that was just an amazing show um i wish they'd bring stuff like that back and make it more of a total entertainment thing instead of two shows and then just a ton of houses mm. i would like that that rounded out as a, a bigger event now they're doing that with the food but yes yes well, we'll talk about the food in just a second uh the only other thing i wanted to say about that is you would think that that would be the obvious thing to do as well because the more kind of things you've got to entertain people that aren't in houses the the more rooms in those houses right yeah the, the, the shorter queues are go are, are going to be happening because people are going to see you know one of a multitude of shows so mm-hmm. um yeah you, you think it makes sense but hey we're not we're not running this event <laughs> um so yes food mm-hmm. i didn't get to try any Not at all. The tour, no the tour doesn't allow you time um we only even had like 10 or 12 minutes at each little special bar you know there were hidden bars like we got to go up and yes jimmy fallon vip area and lombards and but um that's it you it, it by the time the tour let out which is about 12 30 and it was a one o'clock closing night um the food wasn't available so i didn't get to try any of it 
I've seen this really disgusting thing that was a twisted taser, but the stick was a hot dog. I heard you making fun of that. I thought that's one of the few things that sounded really good. <laughs> oh, it's not that it, it's not that it doesn't sound good. The execution of one that somebody got handed was absolutely appalling. Oh, really? I haven't yeah. seen that. <laughs> <laughs> was, I wish it was one of those things. You know, like when you're scrolling through Twitter and you're just following people that are Halloween Horror Nights fans or Universal fans or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So it was just their photo, and they were like, you know what i expected what i received and i was like <laughs> oh my god like if that's, i've got to go find it it was like you know what a twisted taser looks like and mm-hmm. sometimes you know i don't know if it's because of how they've been cooked or how they've been cut or whatever but sometimes you know you get a stick and you've got like you know almost even slices of like round potato um and this just looked like a little it was all like kind of bunched up right at the end of it and this like <laughs> limp hot dog uh, you know, kind of poking out the other end. It's just like, oh man, it just look, just looks awful. Um, some of the food, some of the food does look uh, interesting. I mean, there's not a whole lot for me to eat, but um, I think it's it's interesting that they've kind of tried to go for like a, a kind of Epcot food festival vibe at Halloween Horror Nights. Um, and I, I think they're succeeding too, even even with the misses that they have. Sometimes they have a lot of hits and misses, but I think that. I hope this is the direction they're going for everything because, you know, they've been doing it more for Mardi Gras than they did it for during the pandemic or during the yes. height of the pandemic. And then now they're continuing it on. So I'm, I'm hoping this is the direction they're going to go. Yeah. Yeah. I think it seems successful. Yeah. I think it's wise and more food options are good. I mean, the, the biggest complaint I ever have about Universal is lack of food options compared to, to Disney. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I know it's a smaller park and everything like that, but you seem to get quite a, a lot of repeat items, you know, a lot, a lot of the same burgers and stuff as you as you go around. So, you know, all the f- food places, you know, seem to have at least one unique item that you wouldn't normally get. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's a, that's a step in the right direction for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, Todd, I, I, I've got nothing else to ask you. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to mention before we wrap up? The only thing, and I know I've been long-winded, so I apologize. No, 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 not at all. I'm I'm more conscious of your time than mine. I, you know, look, I record podcasts for three hours sometimes. Like this, that's true. Nothing. (laughs) You can edit out some of my stuff if you need to. Uh, but no, the only thing I wanted to talk about was like during the day. First of all, we stayed at Royal Pacific, and Mm -hmm. I the I had a complaint for them and i actually i'm not one of those people that complain about a lot of things to like managers and i'm not a karen i swear but um we uh one of my favorite things during the pandemic the height of the pandemic when i went to universal just for a quick little trip in july of 20 um the pool had this drink if you guys ever go to royal pacific this blueberry lemonade drink that was absolutely one of the best drinks i've ever had in my life and it was like real blueberries and all stuff so i've been looking forward for to it drinking it for a year and i get there and they switched it out for snow cone syrup. Boom. Yes, it was bad. And it was really bad. It tasted like a little like Capri Sun pouch drink. It was horrible. <laughs> it was so bad. And so the manager, of course, you know, at Lowe's Hotels, you get a text from the manager. I know it's automated, but you can, or an email from the manager of the hotel saying, how was your stay, blah, blah, blah. Please feel free to write me at my personal or work email address. So I actually wrote the, the hotel manager and raved about the hotel i love the hotel it's amazing blah blah they're they're um wonderful um but i said please bring back real blueberries blah 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 and he 
of course, you know, they appease the customer saying, hey, we'll look into that. But it really felt sincere, his reply. So if you go to Royal Pacific, anybody, be sure to get the blueberry lemonade and see if they use real blueberries. Because <laughs> um, it is truly amazing when they do. Then the other thing I was going to say is um, there were two other things. The one thing was Velocicoaster is, li- lives up to all the hype. It is <laughs> truly an amazing roller coaster. So oh, it, it's petrifying me already. Uh, that, that high top. I'm not, I'm not like big with heights anyway. Um, you know, I forced myself on the last trip to go on Rip Ride Rocket for the first time. Mm-hmm. And the trip before that was the first time I'd ever gone on the Hulk. Because my wife would do all that kind of stuff, but I wouldn't. And I've slowly kind of like aged up. But I, I you know, I see the videos of, of that high top. And I think, oh man, that looks big. And I'm, I'm watching a video. You know, when you see this stuff in real life, it, it looks huge. But <laughs> that said, the ride itself looks so cool. I'm going to force myself, you know, I'm not going to go there and not go on that ride. I I have to go on it. They hit a home run with this thing. It's uh, because I'm not a fan of the Hulk and I'm not a fan. I'm a roller coaster fanatic. And I remember when the Hulk was new, we used to go to Islands Adventure that first year and ride it all the time and stuff back when the the park was brand new and it was so smooth and beautiful, wonderful. Well, the Hulk gives me a headache now. Like, and part of it's getting older. Um, I know that you lose the hairs in your ears or something like that. I researched it. Why am I starting to feel sick on rides when I never did before? And it's something about the hair in our ears, but <laughs> something like that. But anyway, um, but it bangs your head around so much. Oh, it was my first time. Like when I went with Craig to uh, Universal the first time, that was the first time I'd gone on the Hulk and I came off and I like, I did not feel great. And he's like, ah, oh, you, you were, so I was like, mate, my head was banging so much mm-hmm. from side to side. Like, it just made me feel disorientated. It wasn't that the ride itself had, had caused it. Like, it actually wasn't as bad as I was expecting the ride to be. I was actually quite pleasantly surprised. But the actual ride itself was the problem. And that wasn't all that long after the track had been replaced. That's the thing. It's worse now that yeah. they've done that track. Yeah. It's 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 crazy. So, yeah, I, I can understand why you don't feel great about the Hulk. But, uh, yeah, and Rip Ride Rocket's the same thing. It gives me a headache. I like it, but it gives me a headache. So um, I don't ride either one. Um, but we did ride the Hulk this time, and it was still just <laughs> – we went ahead and just did it because we were there. But half of our party wouldn't do it. Just two yeah. of us out of four did it. And then um, – but the Velocicoaster, I'll tell you this right now, Nick, that um, top hat, it's so quick. Unless you're in the back seat or in the middle a little bit, um, you don't really feel it too much. Yes. Um, we rode it four times. We rode it in the middle of the first time, seat five. Then we rode, we got very lucky, walked straight onto it and straight onto the front row. Wow. Um, so we got front row, which was truly incredible. Then we rode it again in the middle, I think row six. And then we asked for the back and we rode the back the last time we rode it. And the back really got you on the top hat because it, you know, of course it whips you over the top, but yes. The videos I'd seen, and because I, I never thought I would get down there this year, we didn't know if we were going to go this year earlier in the year and stuff. So um, I watched lots of spoiler videos, and I'm like, it looks so slow. Like it looks fun. It just doesn't look like it's going that fast. And when you watch videos from off ride, it looks really slow. The first half of the ride, oh my god, when you're on it, you can't tell where you're going, and it is just whipping you around, like so different on it than I expected. And um, and then the top hat just happens so fast, but. The craziest part of the whole ride is that final, what do they call it? The Mosasaur roll over the water at the end. Right. Yes. These have, it's over the shoulder restraints, but they don't rest on your shoulders. It just pops up over your shoulders, but the bars are actually on the side of you. So they don't affect you. It just, it holds your legs in your legs and your waist. And I'm a bigger guy. So, um, and it fit me just fine. 
Um, just to let listeners know, if you're worried, um, I've been reading that if you had a 40 inch waist or bigger, you couldn't ride it. Well, I have like a 40 and I was just fine. It's easier for that than Hagrid's. Hagrid's is a little tighter on me than this one was. Um, but all that's holding you in on that Mosasaur roll are your thighs. Wow. So you turn, you turn upside down and you feel all the pressure on the tops of your thighs where you know that if I straightened out my leg, I'd slide right out of this car. Like <laughs> you, you look at it and you like, oh, that's a, that's a quick spin. Like you think it's gravity is going to hold you in. Like you think that, that, that stall, you know, I don't know what you call it. The stall where you go upside down for a long time before you go through that helix over by Harry Potter. Yeah. I'm all demonstrating with my hands. Like you can see me. <laughs> um, Love and, uh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, that stall wasn't even that intense as I thought it was going to be, but that roll at the end, you feel every bit of your weight on your thighs. And now you're not going anywhere because of the way the seat holds your legs. You can't straighten your legs, but you can feel it and go, oh my God, like that. Yeah. Th- and at being at the end of the ride, after you've ridden it once, that's all you're anticipating the whole time. Not the top hat, not this, not that, but it's that last roll. You're like, oh my God, here it comes, here it comes. So it was truly amazing. So don't worry about your heights and your top hat. Um, seriously, I know people can say that till they're blue in the face and you won't really feel that way until you ride it, but that is like the least exciting part of the whole ride. Yeah. Look, I've done, I've done Rip Rocket now. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Most things like that now I can probably deal with. So yeah, it'll be fine. But that, that end section does sound, uh, incredible. And it was oh. a bit, when you, when you saw like the promo videos for it, you know, when it was like first announced and they showed, you know, the artist's concepts and stuff like that, that was a mm-hmm. bit, I was like, wow, that looks incredible. I was ignoring almost everything else. I mean, they made that look like it was something special. Um, yeah. so to hear that it is, is, uh, is wonderful my favorite part of the whole ride like I, I ride the whole ride to get to that point basically it was just <laughs> I, that would be my biggest anticipation it was <laughs> worth it and the the longest we waited of course we had express but there's no express there so um the longest we waited i think was like 25 minutes and the queue okay. is built in a way that it didn't feel um like one big cattle room um it's all split up in different rooms like almost like harry potter is so it doesn't feel as bad as it is and the animatronics are amazing in the queue line too so yeah, on that, I don't know if you've uh, heard our, well, actually, the, the, the first part of this episode, because it's the second part, but um, our last episode of Universal, me and uh, P-Dubs were talking about um, the new um, Shanghai um, mm-hmm. Universal. Is it Shanghai? Yeah. Or in China. Um, and if you haven't seen it, find a video on YouTube of the uh, Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. uh, Jurassic World ride there. It is... I, the animatronics are like nothing I've ever seen. It, it's it's truly remarkable. Universal have really surpassed themselves with that one. I actually pulled it up last night. Uh, my parents just moved to San Antonio and they're they're buying a house, so they're going to be with us for a few weeks till the close. And my mom, I showed my mom that video last night. <laughs> that yeah. exact video. I'm like, watch this, and she doesn't get into those rides, and she was very impressed. She's like, oh my god, I'm like yeah, it chases you. Look at it, it's chasing you. <laughs> I, I still don't, I, I showed it to my wife and I said, I, I can't, I don't want to know how it works and I can't exact, I think I know how it works. I said, but I don't mm-hmm. know and I don't want to know. Yeah. In a way, do you know what I mean? I don't want to imagine uh-huh. something small, but it, it, just the way they made it look was just just so clever. Um, so yeah, I think I think Universal, have, I've still got some uh, aces up their sleeve. Oh yeah. For uh, for Epic, which is going to be uh, going to be wonderful. That one, they've got to plug and play that one over here in the States. They've got to, because we've got to write it. Because like you guys said, even uh, the last episode, who's going to make it over to Beijing? Come on oh, over. That's it. Bring it over. So, but yeah. 
but yeah, that's about it. The only other thing I really had was um, we were trying to find dinner that um, night before Halloween Horror Night, so that when, uh, Tuesday night, and we couldn't find, we didn't want Tusums again, and we didn't want City Walk, um, and we walked by Confisco Grill. I know, I think Craig has talked about how amazing this restaurant was, but um, we were thoroughly impressed with Confisco Grill, and it gets overlooked. We used to drink there a lot back in my 20s, but um, actually eating at the restaurant, um, I highly recommend to anybody, I, and I'm not even into seafood and stuff, and and for those that, the pad thai that's so famous at Mythos is there as well, um, but uh, I just had a burger, and a burger was on the annual past secret menu or whatever it is, I don't know, but I think if you just order it, they'll give it to you, and it was phenomenal, so just an overlooked restaurant I just wanted to mention, next time you guys get to make it over, people need to check out Confisco Grill because it was really cool. Is that in Islands? Yes. It's, yeah, I, I should read my Entry port? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what yeah. you're talking about now. Port yeah. of Entry right on that right corner, like across yes. from Hulk, but next to Seuss, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He did point it out to me last time, and we did look, but uh, yeah, Mythos won because uh, of the pad tie was so mm. good in there, apparently. And it was nice, but I wouldn't have like said it, it blew my mind. And apparently yeah, that it's was, only got worse now as well, or small. That was, I tried it in, during the pandemic, yeah, and it, but I didn't try the pad thai. I tried that uh, grilled cheese and the tomato soup that they're so famous for as well. Okay. And it was it was good, but it didn't blow me away, and I don't need to go back. So Yeah, yeah. I nice. highly recommend Confisco. Fair enough. Um, well, Todd, thank you so much for giving us your time and telling us about your um, experience at, at Halloween Horror Nights this year. And... Um, you know, it's going to be hard to see you otherwise, but I hope I get to see you in the fog uh, at a future event. I hope so too. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I was nervous for doing this. Uh, You guys invited me a while back and uh, thank you for getting me um, through this and uh, encouraging me and I had a blast. So I really appreciate it. No, you're more than welcome. And uh, yeah, let that be a warning, listeners. If you do want to come on, you want to brave it with me uh, and hopefully some other co-hosts. Depends, depends on what we recall. Um, then, then by all means, reach out. Be happy to have you on. But Todd, it's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, you know, as I said, I, I've actually met Todd in real life, so I can actually vouch. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a really great guy. Um, it was it was great to meet you. We've stayed in touch since then. Um, you know, we <laughs> I know what you're about to say. interact. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, it's it's a it's a pleasure to to have you on in this capacity. And uh, thank you. And as I said. Yeah, hope to get to see you uh, at a future event. Absolutely. Thank you so much, ma'am. I really appreciate it. This podcast is a That Production and part of the After Dark Podcast Network.